All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Sit and Kick. I'm your host, David Ribich. And I'm your better host, Josh Kerr. Today, we're sitting and kicking it with one of the freshest lids in track and field. She is better known as the most consistent damn racer of the 2019 season, which allowed her to make her first appearance on the world stage for Team USA at the Doha World Championships. She's quickly becoming a household name in the women's 1500 and one of the first members of the new Adidas pro group, the Gold Coast Surfers Club. It is Nikki Hiltz. <laughs> welcome. Wow. That intro, that was perfect. He wants to kick, he's gotta go now. With Josh Kerr. Alright, here David Ribbish. Josh Kerr. David Ribbish. Josh Kerr's for real. Fastest C2, 1500 meters. Josh Kerr on the outside. Way up front now is David Ribbish. Do you guys know that Katy Perry song, California Girls? There's yeah. like this one line. I mean, she's no. like, no, yeah, never. yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing comes close to the Golden Coast. And we're like, yeah. oh, like, I guess people kind of re- maybe refer to California as Golden Coast, but maybe it's just Katy Perry. But I don't know. We kind of took that. I guess we just took that lyric and ran with it. Uh, yeah, but literally. Yeah, we, we were thinking of, yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> we were thinking like Golden State, but we're like, I'm just going to think of like the Golden State Warriors. And I don't know. So yeah, you guys are launching up. like a pretty array of uh, like a pretty good array of things over your website with like the new logo and shirts and things like that yeah. um how was that process just kind of building a brand essentially yeah it's been really fun we uh our main goal is to sell uh training plans and kind of just provide that for like the not not for like elite runners but more for just like community people and like people who want to run marathons and 5ks and 10ks and just have this like structured training plan to follow um and then so that's like terrence and Jen, like our, our coaches, that was like their whole push. And then kind of our push as the athletes was like, okay, well, we want to sell like merchandise and like do all that stuff, all the like fun stuff. Um, and like, obviously we're very, have close ties to Adidas. So it's like, we have Adidas gear that we plug and the, but we also have this kind of lifestyle side to our merchandise that, um, it's just like really exciting. Like it's all of a sudden, like where the athletes are like, we're like designers and we're like, yeah, yeah. Like let's put this together and like, Oh, this will look good. It's just like, it's been really fun. And it's really like, I think it's a good way to balance, um, you know, running versus like, okay, let's like this whole business side. Like, it's just like fun to try new things and yeah. uh, experiment with that stuff. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you feel pretty occupied and like when you're not running, you can just kind of like, burn some brain cells and putting effort into like something else that's still related to running but like you don't feel as guilty watching like six episodes in a row on netflix between runs like you can actually (laughs) focus and build something yeah exactly so we are kind of our headquarters are in my garage and it's like a one it's a one car garage and it has a printer heat press like because we make make all our own shirts in the Mm -hmm. garage and so yeah i spend we spend hours in there just like um busting stuff out and it's just really fun and like uh very yeah I feel like I especially now like think about running like way less and it's just more going all in on this and um yeah it's been awesome yeah so it's like it's up to you on how you want to um organize this episode you know like the guest is in control really because if it wasn't for you we really wouldn't have this episode so (laughs) would you rather bring it back to like NCAAs and move from there or do you want to just kind of open up with What's going on in the pro scene with even your launching of your virtual 5K? Um, I feel like we could do a little bit of both. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely cover both. But we're, okay. like, whichever side you want to start at, if you wanted to work backwards oh. or if you wanted to 
Yeah. That's such a yeah. question, Master Dev. Thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> let's let's start. Yeah, let's start the NCAA because I think okay. I yeah. think because it's it's it'll definitely give it a whole picture of like who you are as an athlete and where you kind of came from and and yeah. you know the move from Oregon to Arkansas, you know, further away from home. Um, you know, like how was the structure of each university? Like how did it differ? I mean, they're both massive time schools with like a fair bit of money. Um, so how was that structure with, with, you know, two different programs and still finding success in in both programs, which must've been difficult. Yeah. Um, so I think originally out of high school, I wanted to go to Oregon just because I had such a good track team in high school, uh, and cross country team. And I just really liked being a part of, you know, scoring points and things like that. And so I really just wanted to go to a really good track school and Oregon recruited me and it was kind of like, it was over for everyone else. You know, I was like, I'm going to go to Oregon. And, um, that's what I loved most about Oregon was like the, so how so much of it was about the team and like, uh, every person matters, you know, you're fit and cross your fifth runners just as good as your first. And, um, that was something that when it was time to transfer, I was like, okay, I want, I still want that. Like there definitely was certain parts of me that wanted to like maybe try to go somewhere and like start something new or be a part of like, you know, creating like my own program or helping grow a program. But at the same time, at the end of the day, I was like, that was my favorite part of Oregon. And then it was a really easy decision to choose Arkansas therefore, because they were basically Oregon, Arkansas were at the time for women's track and field, like the top two schools. Um, so yeah, it was, was, it was really interesting going from, one top school to another top school um especially just because they were so different like the head coach at Oregon was Robert Johnson and he was the sprint coach and then the head coach at Arkansas was um Lance Harder and he's the he was the distance coach like he was my coach and so it was really interesting to like see how both kind of both head coaches like could both have success but with completely different styles and um yeah (laughs) Was there any like? Was there any part of you that's like, you know what, you know, D two just looks so fun, you know, like why don't I just go to like Western Oregon because I feel like that's just becoming a trend now. I mean, great athletes come out of that program. You know, was there any part of you that was like, D two, I think could be the move, you know? You know, um, I'm gonna go. With, I'm just gonna be honest. Like, I didn't even know D two was a thing. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yes. Playing my small <laughs> violin over here in the corner. <laughs> no, I mean, D2, I mean, D2, NAIA, all that's, it's great, like, D3, great, you know, just for me, that just, like, wasn't, for, that wasn't my journey. <laughs> I mean, it, it's fine, I mean, like, this is going to be a point made later on, but we had similar 800 meter times out of high school, so, like, <laughs> we, we don't need to get into the nitty gritty details, Um, but. What's 800 PR? Uh, in high school, I ran 204. Uh, I did not run 204 in high school. You ran, like, 209, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's close enough. I mean, 209. Yeah, I mean, I know Raven Rogers was actually listed higher than me um, with her PR. So there's, yeah. Um, so, oh man, I had a really good point. This happened to Josh last time. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is good. Um, so I feel like as runners, like it's a pretty personal sport. So we get messages from high school athletes, collegiate athletes asking for advice and things like that. Um, and a lot of the questions, at least that I receive are like, Hey, I'm thinking about this university. What made you choose your university? Right. So I'm sure all of us have gotten something along those lines. Josh doesn't really help young people. He usually just deletes, um, the requests, but for you and I, Nikki, who constantly respond to fans and look for engagement, cause that's really important. Um, what, 
was the transfer process like mentally? Because a lot of these times I feel like athletes think that like they're committing to for four years, but in reality, like you are in control of your own destiny when you go to a university, you don't have to stay there for four years. So what was that like? What kind of like advice can you give in, in the transfer? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think, uh, when I transferred, you kind of out of high school, you don't really know, you don't really know what college is going to be all about. You think, you know, but you like have no idea. And so after spending two years at Oregon, I think I really just realized what I wanted in a school and Oregon just like wasn't meeting those expectations of mine. And so, but that's the great thing. And like, you can transfer, you can change your, your journey. And like, so I, uh, mentally though, that's a good question. It was really hard to adjust. I mean, my first year at Arkansas was, I think my worst, I did five years of college and it was my worst year. Um, it was 2016 and I didn't, I had made I had made NCAAs at Oregon and then my first year Arkansas a year later I didn't even make it out of regionals and it was like it just felt I was like shoot did I just like make a huge mistake you know was I a better athlete at Oregon and like I know it was really hard because I kind of had this regret and then I think I just needed to be patient and let the like new training kick in um and then my next two years my fourth year and fifth year were you know that's where I really like took off so um but yeah, no, there definitely was like highs and lows to transferring. And it's not like it wasn't like, oh, the grass looks greener over here. And then I went and then it was greener. It's like, no, there was there's good and bad to both schools I went to. Um, but you just kind of have to ride it out. And yeah, yeah, the grass is green where you water it, you know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's about what you feed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because your fifth year at Arkansas, you weren't really running much because I feel like that's when I first started knowing who you were yeah. you were injured going into regionals and then run bonkers at regionals and then go on and run bonkers at nationals right yeah yeah pretty much stat guy <laughs> yeah. stat guy yeah fanboy yeah. guy <laughs> this guy this guy yeah. like so i you know I, i'll break down what how this works with me and dave our relationship you know he's a workhorse he likes to edit and you know i like to write out some questions and structure the episode but dave just loves to put facts in there and I just, I mean, I'm un- like, it's unbelievable what he knows about every single athlete. And that's just classic D2 in my eyes. But um, so. Classic fanboy. Uh, I know. It's classic fanboy, honestly. You made a fanboy like part of our episode, but we'll get to that at some point. Um, so, so last episode, we spoke with Ollie Hoare, and he mentioned about hosting the National Cross Country Meet when Morgan won in Wisconsin. And then the the chaos of the of the night out afterwards. So and usually in 2015, when the Oregon Ducks won the women's outdoor title, what was the spring build up like that like to that championships and how crazy was was usually in that night? Like how was that party post post yeah. uh, NCAA players? <laughs> That's a, I wow I haven't thought about that season in a while, but yeah that was crazy. So I that was my so I spent my whole first year at Oregon injured, and then my next year I started running and uh it was just really exciting because I was like finally a part of the team and I remember making it to I remember being at regionals and we would always have these like big team meetings and it was just like I felt like I was like okay I need to make it to nationals just like I need I just like I need to do this because it's like bigger than just myself it's like we need as many like you know people to like potentially score as possible and so that was it kind of when you when you can like have something that is bigger than just like doing it for yourself I think that's where at least for me that's like where I succeed 
And so it was like really powerful. And I just remember watching all my other teammates qualify. And then it was like, okay, it's my turn. And then I qualified. And we had that year, we had three other girls. We had four girls in the 1500 qualify for nationals out of regionals. And it was just like, really, we all PR'd and like to do it. It was just like really cool. And then at nationals, I remember I made the final. um, And then I got last in the final, but that was something else. But <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. We've all so been there. I, honestly, I didn't contribute at all to uh, the team point, the team winning, but I was a part of it. And sure. I, guess, I guess you could say I contributed because I bumped someone else out who could, you know, maybe someone from another school like Florida or something who yeah. would have scored. So, you know, I, did, I helped a little bit. But, um, sure. Sure. That's yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you whatever you tell yourself to sleep at night. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and yeah, and then the night, like we're curious yeah. about that because Ollie had a pretty crazy story about like the night of like the cross country meet. The night out. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really remember much of it. I think. <laughs> I oh. think we went to. Um. I okay. Actually, I hosted like a big pregame at my apartment and um. The thing about Eugene was there were so many like house parties. It was it, and then basically you go to a house, you go to a pregame, then you go to the house party, and then everyone like walks to Taylor's or Ubers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Taylor's is chaos, and then you just kind of like end up at a pizza place or like, and then you go home. Like that's usually how it goes. But I I do remember it being yeah. chaos because we had just won, and both the men and the women had won the title in 2015 so um no I don't really have I think <laughs> that was, I like introduced a lot of I was like a mutual friend of a lot of people I just remember bringing a lot of people together like different groups and it's mm-hmm. also so you know at NCAAs there's all these different teams and um you know to bring other teams together and like you're the mutual friend was, is always fun and I don't know so yeah <laughs> I do I do kind of find that weird like that like the first time that I because you because you picture all these people like who are your like competitors and stuff like that and then you race them and it's really intense and then like that night they're just absolutely like steaming and you're like yeah. this is weird this is a weird situation I'm having with this person right. that I've now like I thought was like in my head that they're working hard they're going to bed early and like stuff like <laughs> that and then you're on a night out with them I'm like actually it's quite a nice guy really and yeah. so I always find that like really like a weird start like I think my first kind of effort of that was like it uh, in Eugene for I think 2016 or something like that. I didn't run that well and then you find all these people like um like even Henry I think Henry was there and he was just off the rails I'm like oh that guy's <laughs> is pretty cool like, but I guess so everyone's yeah. pretty simple <laughs> I think a lot of my competitors would say that I'm very crazy when it comes to like the post-race parties like <laughs> we'll get there i think, yeah, I think we'll, vegas we'll get there we'll get there <laughs> yeah vegas 2019's in there so vegas. that's something to look forward to <laughs> um so you never won an individual national title is that right yeah rub it in <laughs> no 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 because what? because it's it no so it's impressive because you you've done NCAA something you won title either day so i didn't win i yeah i also <laughs> didn't win an ncaa division one title but I did win uh, a Division Two title my senior year, and Josh didn't win uh, his outdoor title his senior year or junior year, your last year, right? Okay. Anyway, back to you, Nikki. So you never won a national title as an individual, but you've done something that other NCAA champions haven't done, and that's make a world team, okay? So what – you've been seen as like an underdog or just someone that's so consistent that's like always someone to look at. What was your – 
I guess, chip on your shoulder? What was your mentality going into those races where you're like, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I mean, I didn't win. Yeah. Like, like you said, I did not ever win an NCAA title, but I was second. I was runner up twice Mm -hmm. in the 1500. And I feel like uh, once it was all said and done and I turned pro, it was kind of like, I could never know amount like you can't ever go back. I will never be an NCAA champion. You can't go back and change anything. So, but I think that has really like motivated me to be like, okay, at the next level, I want to hit all the goals I set for myself because I did, you know, in college, I was like, I want to win nationals. You know, that was definitely a goal of mine and what was motivating me. Um, so yeah. And then, but I think that that was my chip on my shoulder. It was like, and it's so funny because before I had made the world team, like before race, they would always announce me as like, Nikki Hilt's two-time NCAA runner-up. And so it was just like right before the gun went off, you were just reminded of, I was reminded of that every race. So it was almost, it's almost a good thing. So I was like, I hate that, you know? <laughs> like, um, So yeah, but I think this past year was just like, so I just got on this like roll. I just had so much momentum and I just like kept it rolling. Like uh, it just felt like so good to like win. And then I was like, okay, I want to do that again. And then I did it again. And then, you know, at USA's, it was like, I just remember talking to one of my teammates and she was like, you know, you don't even have to win. You just have to get third, you know? And it was just like, you're right. Like, you know, it was kind of like this relief. And um, I knew, so I knew going into the final that I definitely had a good shot of making the team, but there, the women's 1500 is so stacked. And like, mm-hmm. you, you know, I know part of me was like, oh, this is my, like, I have already deserved this, you know, I think it was on the starting line. I remember being like, okay, like I could, you could, like, you could be top three today. And then it wasn't until three laps later, uh, with 300 to go, like when I passed the start line again, that I was like, oh, I'm making this team, you know, because I just felt with 300 to go, I just had, I just remember having so many gears left. And like, I was like, okay, like, no, like, I'm going to get at least third. Uh, And then, and then with 100 to go, I had, uh, I think I was in the worst boxed in position I've ever been in in my life. <laughs> but I just was like, it doesn't matter. You feel so good and you still have like two more gears and you only have 100 meters to go. So I just kind of, I guess I just like found a way to get, uh, like a lane opened up on the inside. And I just remember like sneaking by Kate Grace and just like found a way and got third. So, um, yeah. <laughs> some of that, some of that stuff is meant to be. Just let it flow. No, I think <laughs> I think definitely um, something that I definitely work on is um, making sure that I don't get introduced to something that I did way too long ago. It's yeah. like keeping on proving, and, and like if I get introduced to something in, I did in NC Blaze now, I'm a little bit sad. I'm like, okay, I think I did something better than that since then. Um, but like, I think that's something that, you know, we continue to do and commentators are always saying like, you know, what have you done for me lately? And I think, you know, you as a, you're a very consistent, you know, runner and, and get, getting to that um, next level to, to be on your first kind of world team, I'm sure was the, the step and the direction that you were looking to go. And, you know, I, I kind of want to move to, you know, your signing process, like coming out of college, um, you know, it's such a hectic time, especially as a U.S., um college runner 
being a U.S. citizens because you've got to run the U.S. championships, which is like what two weeks later or something along those lines. Yeah. And like, how how is that process for you? It's something that we've been asking quite a lot of people because it's so individual. Um, and like, I don't think people know how crazy it is. And and definitely like allowing our guests to kind of or our listeners to hear, you know, how crazy it is and and like how easy it is to make the wrong decisions. Um, yeah. is is definitely you know I want to hear about your individual process. Like, what was that like? Yeah, so it was, it, it's kind of a lot, I would say, like the jump from going to high school to college. You know, you're kind of getting recruited by people and you're like, okay, where do I see myself? What's the best fit? But first thing I did was I, I was lucky enough to be at Arkansas and I had teammates who had gone pro before. So like Dom Scott was someone that I just asked a lot of questions. I was like, okay, do I get anything? You know, like, what do I do? Like, tell me how to do this. Uh, and she's like, yeah, like get an agent and then go from there. And so I talked to a few agents and I I talked to Howie Koflevsky. Yeah. He was like, he was someone that I just connected with right away. And I was like, I just kind of, a lot of the decisions I've made have been just like going with my gut. And I was just like, okay, Howie's the one. So I got an agent <laughs> and then uh, you can't officially sign with them until you're done competing. So I basically, as soon as I got second again at the national championships that the next morning I was super hungover but I signed my contract, <laughs> <laughs> signed my contract with Howie and then from there like you said you have two weeks until USA's and so um yeah signed with Howie and then that two weeks was like chaos you know there was like okay you could go here you go here blah 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 but and I really I really was between two groups. I was between uh, the Brooks I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Woo! Um, <laughs> yeah, no, most definitely. I actually, um, I don't mean to interrupt, but um, <laughs> when I knew you were in like the running for Brooks piece, I even went through this rabbit hole with my girlfriend. I was like, hey, what if I lived with like Nikki next year in Seattle? Like, would that be cool? Like, would you be okay with right. that? No, I, I swear to God. The start of you just saying I went through a rabbit hole with my girlfriend about Nikki, I was like, this could be the best freaking story. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no nothing crazy. But I just asked her, I was like, would you be comfortable with me living with Nikki? And she's like, why wouldn't I be comfortable with you living with Nikki? Like, I don't care. I was like, okay, all right, cool. Then I'm just letting you know that I might live with Nikki. Even though I'd never talked to you at that point. I was super and, like, weird. I hadn't committed at all. You yeah. hadn't committed at all. We'd never even spoke. But I was <laughs> like, hey, I know uh, she's like in the conversation. What do you think? She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> So Bruce but, Beast obviously offered you way too much money and it was way too good of a scenario. But then what was your second option again, sorry? Yeah, so then the next option was uh, <laughs> sunny San Diego instead of rainy Seattle. So uh, <laughs> You don't really need to be there. You can be wherever you want, really. Yeah, Josh has never been to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. No, it was um, – so I – I mean, I'm from California originally and it just kind of – like I said earlier, I just kind of – I went with my gut and I was like, this just feels right, like – uh, you know, Adidas was sponsoring it. Terrence was like a great coach. I really connected with him well. And it was kind of like I said earlier, it was kind of I wanted to be, I think for the first time, I wanted to be the start, help start something. Um, yeah. And cool. it was really this group that was, you know, hey, we're starting a group. Do you want to be a part of it? And I was like, yeah, like, you know, the two colleges that I went to, I didn't. But I think now I'm kind of at a point where it's like yeah maybe I want to be selfish and like kind of see build a group around you know like help start a group um and because I you know the beasts are very established and they were like I don't know I was just like it was it definitely was a hard decision I was like very close to signing with Brooks 
Um, but I think, yeah, at the end of the day, I just went with my gut and, um, yeah, I don't know. So that, that was kind of my process. Uh, and then I moved out here and, uh, I don't know, then everything just started like clicking and, um, yeah, definitely, definitely think I made the right choice. I think because you've had, um, you know, three different, three different big time coaches, um, and you've been very adaptable and been successful under like every every program that you've been involved in like how, how are you how, how do you become adaptable like that I've only had like a couple of coaches and like it does take a little bit of time to get to know how their program works but you know to go from Oregon to Arkansas to then you know be coached um by Terrence who are yeah. all incredible coaches like but you're still successful and people find that difficult and I think improving that's improving as well are, not only successful but you're yeah. improving yeah. How, how does yeah. that work? Like, how, like, what do you, what do you do? Like, do you have to sit down with each coach? Be like, okay, this is how I work, or do you just kind of adapt to how they work? Like, how, how, how does that whole process work? Um, that's a good question. I think it's just more like, I feel like I am someone that can get along with anyone, and um, you know, the yeah, like you said, like they are very, all very good coaches. So it's it's an easy <laughs> an easy transition when they know what they're doing. Um, so I just, but I really just go all in and like trust like that I think that's a huge thing for me is just trust that that they know what they're doing and that the path that you're on is the right one and um but yeah I also think a big part of it is like and I was taught a lot of collegiates have actually been reaching out to me recently that are going pro this year and they're like hey like can you give me like advice like what or what's your one like piece of advice and I was like look if you're if you're deciding whether to like stay with your college coach or not, I would uh, like a hundred percent say not like go make a change, like take that yeah. leap, like do yeah. do it because like, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, like, uh, you know, it's an Olympic year. Like I don't want to change too much. And it's just like, okay, you think not changing it's what's, what's going to get you on the Olympic team. Like, you know, it's just like, yeah, you yeah. kind of have to make, I think there's certain points in your career where you do kind of have to make a change. And that's why so many people, I mean, so many runners, even like within they've been with coach for like 10 years or something like, Oh, it's time for a change. It's like, when you feel like it's time for a change, it's time for a change. So I was really worried that you were going to be like, stay with the college coach. And I was going to have to like blindly. <laughs> yeah. Agree I was going to say, like, this is going to be a banter. Yeah, like we're going to be able to fight this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But obviously Did- everyone's situation is different. Like, but that would just be my, advice yeah were you uh were you messaging danny on like your agency route to get her onto howie (laughs) what do you mean like because danny jones signed with howie management right oh danny isn't like danny mackie oh not danny mackie no danny jones sorry yeah danny jones (laughs) yes so when i say collegiates i mean danny jones (laughs) (laughs) um so you're you're signed with adidas everybody knows how has adidas allowed you to be integrated into like your ability to not only represent the company, but yourself, like build an identity yeah. within their corporation. Cause I feel like Adidas slogan, what is it? Born to create or here to create? Yeah. It's like the creator brand. Yeah. Here to create. Yeah. No, it's been a very, I mean, okay. Like I didn't come, I feel like I've just got to be honest. Like I didn't come to San Diego and go with Terrence because they were Adidas. I came to San Diego because I wanted to live in San Diego and because, um, Terrence was like a great coach and I wanted to be coached under him. And then Adidas was just kind of like, oh, they just happened to be the sponsor. Like, that's cool. You know, I like Yeezys. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ever <laughs> since, 
ever since though it's been like oh shit like this is the right company for me you know like they have not done nothing but like embrace who I am and like really giving me a platform and like they've included me in so many of their like campaigns mm-hmm. and like uh the last June pride month I won the Adidas boost games and they you know I kind of so I had won the um road mile champs and when you win a national title you get like the American flag and I just like I got the flag and like whatever because i won the road mile championships and it was uh I I did like this post I was like you know I love the flag and like this is awesome but like I hope one day I can be wrapped in like the rainbow flag you know and uh then I won the boost games and they basically they had seen my post and then they were like here here's a pride flag you know they brought that for you yeah uh and I was like thank god I won (laughs) yeah that's so dope no, so it was, they're very uh, supportive. And even with this whole race I'm putting on right now, you know, they've, they're just like all in on like, um, kind of helping me, letting me be creative and um, just supporting me along the way. And it's, it's a really good partnership that I hope to have for like a really long time. So yeah, definitely made, made a good call. Not that, not that other companies don't do that, but it's just yeah. like a really good fit for me. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say you're, um, you're one of the few athletes that I see out of like, cause like Nike has like Nike running, whatever. Right. Like they like do the story posts, but seeing your face on like Adidas and Adidas running and just like yeah. actual posts and just seeing the engagement that you get, not only from um, like people on your own posts, but just like on Adidas, like there's obviously negative and, and positive comments um, that come out yeah. on those posts because everyone feels like they need to be trolls. Um, but there's some, there's some, messages there like i remember seeing i think there was a boston games one where someone just said like this means so much to me i'm so thankful for people like nikki just go on with this with this really really emotional message so how because you said you'd like to represent something right so does that like community involvement from adidas help carry you into that race and like you're you're racing for something bigger than yourself at that point oh a hundred percent yeah i mean i get I get tons of messages and, and comments and like things like that. And a lot of the time I, I get called like, Oh, you're such an inspiration. And then, then they'll tell me their story and their story will be like, you're such an inspiration. Like I was able to come out to my, you know, I live in the South. I was able to come out to my conservative parents and like, because I wanted to like, you know, be out and proud like you are. And I was like, in that story, you just inspired me, you know, like, I think inspiration is like a two way street. And like, I was like, so I think I carry a lot of that with me into a race. And I even like sometimes when, you know, like the most random thoughts like come into your head with 200 to go, you know, (laughs) like, uh, you know, even in some races, it's been and, and a lot of the times for me, it's like gassing myself up. It's just like, you're the best, you can do it, blah, blah, blah. And like, uh, there was this one time in a race where the thought that came to my mind was like, you, like, you have to do, like, you have to do this, like, because, like, there might be a kid somewhere that, like, you know, is, like, needs a queer, like, role model, and, like, you need to do this right now for that kid, and it was just, like, then all of a sudden, I, like, had this other gear, so it is crazy what you, what doing it for more than just yourself can actually, what, what you're able to pull out of yourself when, yeah, when that's the case um so yeah definitely it's been I think that's like a huge reason why I've had I had so much success last year because it was just like 
okay, finally, like I live in San Diego, like I'm out of the South and I can just like really be comfortable here and be myself. Um, and then Adidas, like, you know, posting about me or like encouraging me and like being nothing but supportive in that way has like also, you know, it was just like this perfect storm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it really is. And then like, that's a, a really good segue too, because you said like they're helping you support with this virtual 5k. So yeah. typically like, um, at this moment, um, it's when I plug my book and, and I'm just like, go buy my book, small school, big dreams on Amazon for 1599. But I mean, Josh wrote in our notes, um, that we don't want to plug that anymore. So this is like <laughs> your moment. Like, so plug what's going on plug. with this race. Yeah. What, okay. what's people I mean, turn off at this point. So yeah, yeah that's enough. We're going to cut that part. <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so it's, I'm putting on this race, uh, with my track club with golden coast track club. And it's, it's basically a, a way for me to bring my two communities together, my running community and my LGBTQ one. And, you know, it's just like crazy with what's happening right now. Like everyone's, everyone's races are getting canceled. And, you know, so in my running community and then the other community, all, all the pride events are getting canceled, like the, the pride festivals, the pride parades. So it's kind of like this race is like a way to like, okay, let's put on something for both of those things. So what it is, is it's a 5k June 28th is race day. It's $35 entrance fee. A hundred percent of the proceeds go to the Trevor project, which is like the leading like crisis intervention and suicide prevention for LGBTQ youth. It's just like this hotline, 24 hour hotline for anyone who like needs to talk to someone uh, or might be in a crisis. And so, yeah, it's kind of, it, we launched it on Saturday and now it's what Wednesday and we've already had like over a thousand people register and it's, it's just so cool to see uh, yeah. the two communities come together and um, yeah, it's really exciting and yeah, everyone should go sign up. <laughs> so like quick math, that's over $35,000 raised. Yeah. So you have to take out taxes and then you also have to take out, we, we are making the shirts ourselves. So we, okay. the supplies like yeah. Bible and all that stuff to make the shirts, but yeah, no, it is a significant amount that's already been raised. And I'm, I don't have a goal amount, but I'm just at this point, I'm just like, I'm making it as big as possible. Like there's no, there's no limit, you know, like, I don't, yeah. yeah. That's class. I was like, 3,500, that's not a lot of money, but 35 grand seems significant. Um, so <laughs> the last time us, us three to, were together um, in a live situation was was the desert throwdown in Vegas. And I want to hear about, you know, the, how the race went for you, the after party, and then Dave having a dance-off and an exotic dancer. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then at the end getting kicked out of the club, because I, I paint Dave as this boring <laughs> um kind of doesn't go out and stuff like that in previous episodes but dave was one of the most fun guys i've ever seen that, in that night was <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't really i don't even know how i did in the i think i was fourth in the race yeah that's the what, best you, place i think i was fourth as well yeah, we I think, what was i i think i added your places together to finish at a solid eight okay. <laughs> and i think there was eight people yeah for sure um but it was also what was the, it was in November it was so weird yeah it was so weird well the weirdest thing about it is like we get this message um from our sports marketing team and they're just like hey it's gonna be a Brooks only event down there in Vegas we're just gonna have this fun casual like pretty much party for the rock and roll marathon like you guys can do whatever you want yeah. yada 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 and then we look at the entry list and it's like Edward Cheserick and then it's like Nikki Hiltz and all these people like who did they invite like who did yeah, this they legit were like 
and we want to give you guys some like um money for it like because there was prize money i still think i don't think i've been paid out for that but um so i was like oh this is gonna be kind of sick and like you know new team like first race like none of us were fit and then yeah and then they build it up and then like we're like Chez is like the king of November, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, it was never going to be a good, a good effort from any of us. So, but yeah, I just, Dave's personality just came out in waves there, you know? It was unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah, that was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was like, who is this guy? Like, I feel like I kind of knew some of you. And we were also, it was weird because we went to the casino and there was it was me and all the Brooksby's I'm like am I allowed to be here right now (laughs) like um but no it was so yeah you were just like out of control you just like (laughs) there was so there was these dancers these like girls that were trying to like I don't even know if they were trying to get people to dance they were just like oh no they were just dancing themselves and we were like, okay, like someone has to go like a dance off with them. <laughs> Dave's like, I got this. <laughs> Did you take your shirt off, Dave? Was that part of it or no? Um, I can't. I don't know if I went full fledged shirt off, but whatever I saw her do, you were mimicking her. I was yes. mimicking whatever dance she. It was for she money, right? We were, we were gonna pay. You, you guys for all Venmoed me, so you two yeah. Venmoed yes. me, so we're clear. We're all clear okay. here. Well. Yep, yeah. so I got the money from you guys, um, which I guess this that was some weird form of prostitution, but I think that's legal in Vegas, so yeah. like I don't I don't well, think it's that big of an issue. Think, so the the big thing for, for me was like I for some reason, like yeah, we were all drinking and stuff and we just signed and, and I kept saying to Drew, I was like, When are you gonna haze me, dude? I wanna be hazed. I didn't get hazed when I came <laughs> on to the New Mexico team. I wanna be hazed, I wanna be hazed. And then I think Drew like stole my glasses off my face and threw it in the like the pool. And no. I was like, ah, class, that's hilarious. And then Dave went, I want to be hazed. I want to be hazed. Takes his own glasses off and throws them in the pool. Wait, and wait, then. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. It was, oh, Josh, one for all or all for one. So then I take, I don't, I don't <laughs> beg to be hazed because I already get hazed. It's not like so, I need the attention. I already get hazed. So then I throw my own glasses in the pool. Yes. Continue your story. And then what happened, Dave, was I said, oh, that, that kind of sucks. This is a pool. Um, I don't know how high we're up in this, like, really we're at, cool. We're on the rooftop of the Dreas. Right, yeah. okay. And um, so Dave just starts getting getting in his boxers. And I'm like, this seems a bit odd. So he starts getting his boxers and then starts dipping himself in the pool to grab his glasses. <laughs> and then I'm like, grab, grab mine as well, Dave, would you? And he's like, get, get in the glasses, get in the glasses. You were taking your belt off, too. You are about to get in the pool. Absolutely no idea. No, I don't no, remember that. No clue, mate. I don't think that happened. So then Dave's coming out of the pool. Remember, our sports marketing team's there. The people who, like, wrote our contracts, like, yeah, our coach, everyone, like, everyone's there. Everyone important. Yeah, they were cool, everyone though. Important. I never got like, in trouble. Other than Jim Weber, CEO, everyone was there. And uh, then Dave comes out <laughs> soaking wet because there's no towels because it's a nightclub. Why would there be towels? And then he starts, like, the, the bouncer comes over, like, mate, you're going to have to leave. And he's like, oh, really? And, so, and then he gets kicked out of the nightclub, like, wet in all his clothes with just his glasses. And I was just like, this guy is amazing. I think I remember Danny being like, Dave, don't worry. I've been kicked out of clubs for much worse or something along yeah. those lines. I was like, ah, yeah, okay, I got the people Well, it's like, yeah. Yeah, and the whole way down to his radio went in. Um, I don't know why this is the story that we talk about on a podcast, and um, but uh, the security guard is like going over, like, yeah, I'm bringing down the pool fool. Yeah, he, we're kicking him out. So then, like, yeah, they call me the pool fool. Like, they they add alliteration and a little name for me. So every time I'm like meeting another security guard, they all are on the same radio channel. So they see me, they nod like, ah, oh, is this him? Ah, oh, is this the idiot? Is this the beep beep whatever? And so then I get out. 
And I was like, you guys shouldn't have pools. If I'm not allowed to get in the pool, don't have pools. <laughs> he's like, did you see a swimming sign? I'm like, I didn't see a no swimming sign. <laughs> I said that. And then he, and he's like, don't come back. So and then, then yeah. what happened, Dave? I think we swapped. I came down, we swapped clothes, and we snuck them back in. Yeah, you we got came down. Back in? I got yeah. back I in. Did not know that. Yeah, so then I got back in. Um, <laughs> but the best part about it, I think, um, was Josh ordering a full chicken um, at the end of that. I don't know. Were you guys? Were you guys still with us then? Well, <sighs> no. Okay, I just remember. Okay, so we were there, and every it was like open bar, like everything was free, and we were going oh, off. This. Like, hell Which yeah. is an issue for post collegiate. <laughs> yeah. First pro like race experience. I was just like, this is this is the life. <laughs> then okay, and then I left to go with a group of people to go ride a roller coaster. Then we come back and all of a sudden it's like a different scene. Like yeah. there all of a sudden it's not just like runners anymore. It's like clubs. Like people are in like <laughs> you know dresses, like mm-hmm. suits, and like then we go to the bar and I'm like, oh, can I get like a gin and tonic or whatever? And then they're like, yeah, fifty dollars. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> I think I think if I remember correctly I was like I I think I might have been with you at that point and there was like four of us and I ordered the four drinks and then it was that much money and I turned to you guys and I was like I think everyone needs to pay for themselves um I'm not paying like 50 or 60 bucks for drinks (laughs) but that did happen we we went to go and get some food afterwards and at this point I wasn't getting paid because um I was it would be illegal for me to get paid from Brooks at this point because I didn't have the right visa and so I was just living off what I'd earn in college and then I I just paid 60 bucks for chicken and Henry just walked to the table and let me pay for it and I was just like oh. well no you, you said you said you asked and you asked like yeah you're like can I get a full chicken yeah yeah, I don't, I don't know what full, like the full chicken was sixty bucks, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll pay for that. Um, <laughs> but we have a, we have a new segment. We'll move on. We have a new segment that we tried out last time, uh, which is called one word, um, one word response, and we're gonna ask you like a series of questions, and you have to give us a one word answer or like a couple word answer, but there's no explanation allowed behind your answer. So if you do say something a little bit like, hmm, I wonder what the an- can't explain it. We don't want to hear the explanation. But Dave, why don't you start us off with the first question? (laughs) Why don't I start us off? Um, One host, Josh or David? Josh. Oh, man. I actually, that's not even written. (laughs) That's honestly not written. I just put that. Oh, man. I shouldn't have said that. Go, Josh. Okay, it's because he's wearing a rainbow hat. Uh, Okay. Uh, Explanation. That's fine. Goodness me. Uh, okay, uh, which event is eliminated from track and field forever? Table chase. <laughs> Love that. Um, what What's more pressure? Um, when, winning the women's team title in 2015 or hosting an NCAA after party? After party. <laughs> uh, most attractive beast. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, I can't. Let's go, David. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, no explanation needed. Um, she'll choose Josh as the host, but me as the most attractive, folks. Brains over me. What's your Wi Fi name and password? Dave, 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 Dave. That's rude. Don't ask personal information like that on the podcast. Uh, <clears throat> Nikki, how much money do you make? <laughs> the, the Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi. Nikki's Wi-Fi network password Tokyo 2020. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that needs to be changed to Tokyo 2021, 2021. dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one competitor company is eliminated from track and field. What company is gone? 
That was Dave's question, by the way. Savage, by the way. Um, I'm gonna get in trouble. Uh, Nike. Love that. <laughs> I mean, we'd all say the same thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's also the funding pretty much of USA Track and Field, but yeah. Yeah, we don't whatever. need to get to a soapbox. We will move into the banter bowl. Um, this is a segment where we pretty much banter back and forth with each other. These can be long word answers. Um, you don't got to worry about one word response. Some of them are personal. Some of them are generic. But this is just an opportunity for um, Josh to really let out some pent-up aggression over the couple days of um, not being I able to. I feel great now. I'm the best host here, so I feel fantastic. <laughs> I don't yeah. need to get any aggression out. All right. So I'm actually going to open this. This isn't really, like, specifically to you, but I mm. want to know, and I need you to elaborate. Um, have you ever shit yourself on a run? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay that make, that gives me reassurance because i have to what what's your story because i was listening to a podcast about someone shitting themselves and i just thought it was a very interesting take on a, a podcast because it broke yeah. a lot of boundaries yeah i mean actually okay i don't think i've actually ever shit myself i think it was just like had to had to in that instance dive into a bush you know uh like basically Dave, Dave has that, that instinct all the time yeah the verge of shitting myself but um <laughs> Yeah, I think <laughs> I feel like it was like actually like a thorn bush. It was like pretty painful. I have like scars still. So it's just like Jesus. very unfortunate <laughs> situation. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, you never shoot yourself on a run? No. Yeah, I, if you say not on a run, I'd I'd give you a good story, but we're not there. Anyway, so how um hopeful were you that a different tattoo would rise in the polls other than that legs are feeling good? Oh god, that is such a good question. Um I was, I think I knew as soon as I threw that one in there, I was like, oh, I'm just going to throw it in for fun. And then I was like, as soon as you do that, it's going to win. But I embraced it from the start. Uh, And then as it was like gaining popularity, I was like, there's not a single other tattoo is going to win. And nothing (laughs) stood a chance. So pretty, the hope was like zero. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you have any favorites other than that one though, through that? Cause like, wasn't there like a hummingbird uh, that was pretty dope? Yeah, I liked, I liked the, the palm tree. Mm. But I think, I mean, I could just get that. I was gonna yeah. say you could, could you could just still yeah. get that. <laughs> yeah. Have you gotten any tattoos since then? Um, no, that's actually my most recent one. Josh Dave's doesn't have any. No, what? Just Dave's just I have a tattoo. I'm, I'm waiting for you to get a tattoo, Josh. What would it be off, Dave? What would my... not... Dave's got 0.001 or something. I was like, oh, that's super dope, dude. That was another thing in Vegas. Didn't we almost get tattoos? I personally didn't. I think there were... There was a group of us that was like... I think a lot of that I think a lot of that came from your end, the Adidas group. So obviously Brooks is a little bit more... um, Clean cut, you know. Clean cut. Yeah. But I think think Dylan Maggard, he's got a lot of tattoos. I think he was down. Um, But I think it kind of revolved around ass tats. Which I still, thing, which yeah, which I, I still think is something. Didn't do that. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say the opposite. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> might start because Henry's already got one, but yeah, I uh, yeah him. that's what it was. Yeah. So, <laughs> you recently just started a YouTube channel. Yes. Everyone go subscribe, Nikki Hiltz. How surprised were you that your first video got a thousand views after you watched it five hundred times for yourself? <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. That's that's funny. <laughs> good one <laughs> classic um, what, what was your um thought process just behind making one of those um it's quarantine what else are we gonna do it's <laughs> 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 gonna harder than a podcast so you should yeah. just start one of those yeah yeah true 
<laughs> why, why is this happening? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you should have seen some of our early episodes. Oh, wait, no, this this is happening because Josh failed to um reach back out to you because he, he asked you about something through Instagram and then you responded and then he never came back and messaged you back. So Josh literally texts me and he's like, oh, I, thought I forgot about that. Yeah. He's like, Hey man. Yeah. I didn't tell Josh I was going to talk about this, but he's like, Hey man, um, could you pl- pretty please uh, message Nikki and just like ask her politely for me or for you, whatever just to like be on the podcast. He's like, I kind of ghosted her. So I was like, what'd you say? Yeah. And then it, it was, was just like, stressful time. It, it well, it wasn't even like a real ghost, but I Josh was being. I didn't even remember until just now. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't even a I real ghost. All the time. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't know that firsthand, but maybe I do. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh my so. god. In my defense, I'll, I'll put some background. I was trying to figure out lots about different um, new agents and stuff, and how he seemed like a really good guy, and I spoke to him, and I just wanted to do my due diligence, dude. Yeah, for sure. And. Uh, yeah, and then like I, I kind of made a decision in my head. Toby is an awesome guy that I really enjoyed my conversation with him. But for my specific situation, it just needed to be a little bit different. But um, yeah. you know, you you've already done all your promoting for Howie anyway with the new signing of Danny. So you know, have you got any insight <laughs> where she's gonna go, dude? Like contract wise? Wait, she, she, she yeah, already, oh, I was gonna say she's, yeah, she's gonna the, the boss. Took my advice. I was like, make a change. She's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's not that's not like a brand though, right? She she signed oh. the brand. True. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If I had to guess, New Balance. I don't know. That's That'd probably safe, be my guess. Safe to guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I said skipping on this one, but I'm gonna go ahead and ask it anyway, just for the sake of the pod. Um. What's the best dating app right now in quarantine going on? TikTok. <laughs> TikTok is the best dating app. TikTok is. Uh, it's insane. It is the. Um. It's basically. Okay, like there's this entire like gay community on TikTok, and that's like the joke. It's like, all TikTok is becoming like a gay dating app. <laughs> I like, uh, I I downloaded one just to like I honestly downloaded one to like make rounding videos, and then I just like realized I'm like, oh my god, this is where all like the gay people are. Like, this is like it's hilarious. It's just like I'm not I'm not interested. I'm not looking for a relationship right now, but I'm just like it's just comical. <laughs> See, Josh and I don't have a. Uh... Any TikToks? I don't. I've, I've never been on. I don't have the app. I don't have a TikTok. Honestly, don't get it because you'll spend like all your hours on it. Like it's so entertaining. <laughs> I can. Yeah. I can see me doing that actually. Yeah. Yeah. And Dave will get annoyed at me when I don't do podcast stuff, so he'll get pissed off. See, me. my personality is so cringy and things that I feel like I could thrive on a TikTok environment and really? like. You think so you, cringy. You have a cringy personality. I think really? I have a cringy personality. Yeah, just a little bit, just like a You'd little bit over the edge. Yeah, I would say that. Um. Yeah. It Put depends on Instagram. Who you, I like, wouldn't think that. No. Yeah, my Instagram. Yeah, Cringy I'm trying to step. Thrives on TikTok. You would, <laughs> you would be TikTok famous. You just can't <laughs> hey, dance. That's his issue. I can dance. Anyway, Josh, how does it feel? Um, this is also off the top banter. How does it feel that Nikki's verified and you're not? Fine. Uh, I mean, I've never asked for verification. I can do it if you'd like. You've me to asked get it. for verification. <laughs> how many times have you submitted the verification form? Me. Yeah. Never. You're a liar. I'm not you, a liar. You swear well, on your mother's grave. My mother doesn't have a grave. Theoretically. Let's stop it. <clears throat> anyway, um, she has a lot more following than me, and she's definitely. Uh, I'm tr- I'm working on my Instagram, Dave. You see, you see that, man. Yeah, don't shame him. I know. I'm just out here working hard, Nikki, and this is what I get. It's just I get it, Dave. Sorry that you've done it a billion times and you have four followers. Like, just who's get. Gonna, a- who's gonna get verified first out of the two of you? I mean, I think I've reached my max on asking to be verified, so they're probably not going to look into it. 
So yeah. one of our first guests that we had um, was uh, a guy called James Campbell, who did the marathon in his back garden. And he went yeah. to the Commonwealth Games and got like, so went to the Commonwealth Games and the media person like gave verification to everyone in Team Scotland to go to Commonwealth Games. And he asked for it to, to get taken off. He didn't want verification because he was like, I don't want to be that guy. And Dave was fuming. He was like, why would you ever do that? Like, I don't understand. And I was just like, oh, my God, Dave's going off right now. It's a, it's a very big thing for him. Yeah, was that, was that a turning point for you? Yeah, that was huge. I'm not going to lie. That was huge. <laughs> yeah, I think I actually messaged you, too, because I, I keep track on who gets the blue tick and who doesn't. So, yeah. <laughs> Any um, advice for Dave to yeah? Uh, any any advice? But, and don't say make a world team because I'm honestly in the process. I'm trying to do that. <laughs> yeah, I actually have a connection that maybe could get you verified. So yeah, yeah we can talk after hours of the podcast. Talk, yeah. yeah, just just you and I know Josh. He'll he'll ghost you again. Um, but yeah, we mostly covered all our um, banterable questions um, and, and one word answers. And so typically at this time, we ask if you brought any banterable questions for yourself in that you'd want to throw shade at either of us. Um. um yeah, I just have one question. Uh, so why haven't you guys signed up for my race? Are you homophobic or what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's for sure going to be in the first five seconds of this episode. That's, um, that's <laughs> a answer, but curious answer. <laughs> um, $35 is, is a significant amount of money for Dave, um, but I'll pay it for him. And uh, we'll both be signed up when this episode goes live. Don't we will bo- We will both be going. I got really hot. Um <laughs> And uh, yeah, currently looking up Golden Coast, not the Golden Coast Track Club, to creating a, a virtual 5K account. Well, the thing is, what we can do for you, Nikki, and I know this is going to be massive for for your event, is um, we have around about 600 followers on the Sync Kick podcast, so we can promote it and, and just really raise those um, raise that money. We can do we what we can. Such allies. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for doing your part. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll make sure to sign up. Have you had any um names sign up? Can you see who signs up for that? Oh, yeah. I know everyone that signed up. Any big-time <laughs> names that, like, the whole running world would know? Um, do you guys know Megan Rapino is? I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just well, kidding. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, Ellen DeGeneres, you know her? Um, no. Runner, yeah, the, actually, the runners that have signed up are just, it's a lot of, like, community members. But um, there definitely have been some pros. Um, Dana Giordano signed up. Uh no, I mean, that's why I'm kind of like, basically my fellow professional runners are slacking and I'm like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, if I'm going to be completely, I did think you'd have to be gay t- to sign up. Is that a weird thing that I didn't think through? <laughs> I, oh I was like, okay, well, I'm not gay. So no, like, you know what, I mean? what the heck? No, it's for anyone who wants to support the cause. And um, yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrapping my hat and I was like, I'll sign up. Yeah, we'll we'll sign up. And Josh even said he'll cover my fee, so financially I'm gonna be stable enough to uh to do that for you. Um, oh, you guys are great. Just <laughs> <laughs> called you out. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're gonna just I'm gonna wipe my palms off on my shirt real fast. Um, so yeah, typically then at the end of the episode, after the banter bowl, we let the guest name the episode. So mm-hmm. kind of off, like think about what we've talked about. Think about um, yeah, what moments stood out. And then I'm going to say three, two, one, and then you're going to get to name the episode. And it's just going to be whatever it is. That's the title. I know it's a lot of pressure. And I'm going to say before we do start is we may have had a guest recently that put about 25 words in this title. So we had to change the title. So short and snappy would be great. I can't remember. What was your name when you got kicked out of the club? Poolful. Poolful. That's it. 
Okay. Um, so you're going to name the episode uh, three, two, one. Cool, full. Cool, full. All right. And then, yeah, so thank you, Nikki Hiltz, um, for hopping on our podcast and calling us out to sign up for your virtual 5K. And we will make sure we get on that. And we just appreciate you coming out of your very exciting and busy day that it seems like in quarantine um, to join us for a little bit of banter and um, all good fun. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's been it's been really fun. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nikki. With Josh Kerr. All right, here David Ribbage. Josh Kerr. David Ribbage. Josh Kerr's for Begin real. Fastest D2, 1,500 meters. Josh Kerr on the outside. Way up front now is David Ribbage.